Boldly blinking, hotter than our air after global warming when we all catch on fire. Hello again. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Boldly Blinking. I am your friendly neighborhood rocket man, Connor Speak, and over here I have my co-host, Alexa the Tribble. Uh, Alexa the Tribble and also some animals. Yeah. If you hear some slobbering, there's a giant beast. We have a, tr- we have a third co-host. Today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's an adorable dog. We got a little distracted, but we'll f- we're going to focus up, I promise. Dogs happen. We're sorry. Dogs happen. How are you, Rocket Man? I'm uh, very well. Very well, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. just uh, you know, got back from a little uh, brief uh, extrasolar trip. Mm-hmm. Took a couple days to fly around some places, but uh, now I have uh, I have returned. I'm back. I'm ready to roll. Very nice. Very nice. And yourself? Oh, you know, just uh, vibrating, hanging out, being pregnant every twelve hours. Mm. Just life. Yeah, yeah, you know. life. Yeah, yeah, I know how that goes. You the just whole... got to pop out some babies every day. Live your life. I mean, what else can you do? That's what my mom always told me. <laughs> just kidding. I never met her. Maybe you did, but you don't remember because you only knew her for three hours. I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah. 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 There's not a lot of parent bonding with <laughs> in the Tribble community. <laughs> I mean, Pop you know, them out and get them out the door. Who are we to judge? The, you're uh, an hour old. You should have left the house by now. Yeah, you know, if you're not going to contribute anything to this family, then you should just get out. <laughs> um, oh, I wanted to make a hairy ball joke, but uh, we're going to keep it classy today. Yeah, no hairy balls today. <laughs> well, um, we'll there's, a, there's a dog with very hairy balls. <laughs> well, there we go, folks. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> All right, so today... We are in TNG territory. TNG. We're in season five, episode 17, The Outcast. Which is uh, a really beautiful little episode. It's an excellent episode. Yeah. It's a very well done episode. Well acted, well written. Yep. There's some nitpicky things that we can definitely get into, but overall. Overall, very, very good effort. It's a Uh, better written and executed episode than a lot of episodes on similar topics for today. Ins- yeah, 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 absolutely. You're right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, showcasing Riker at his finest, and uh, mm-hmm. away we go. And Troy. Riker and Troy. Troy and Troy, great. Yeah, yeah, um, very, very mature. We'll get to that. So the Outcast, do you want to give a brief synopsis? Okay, so um, Picard lays it down. Enterprise has been contacted by a race, the Janai. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know why. No it's, one has ever said it it's in just, the episode. I feel, no that, a, I, I feel that it's too many eyes for the way they're pronouncing it. Listen, but, we all like to sneak some extra vowels into names. Yeah, fair enough. Anyways, one of their shuttles has simply disappeared, has completely vanished. They have no idea why. So, And what's uh, the name of the place where it disappeared into? It's so creative. The Null Zone. Well, they don't. Null they haven't, space. They haven't named it yet. No, they call it the Null Space. Yeah, but they haven't. They don't know that it's Listen, Null Space yet. That's a terrible description and an even worse name. Yeah, Null Space. It's like you know, they could call it the Pocket Place. The, the, the any, Pocket Place. The Pocket Place. It's not much better. But the Pocket where the the rocket likes to dock. Correct. It's where <laughs> they dock all their rockets in. in 
in, in those phase. In there, in Anyhow, <laughs> Picard makes a point in his introduction of, he says, the Janai, a race of androgynous aliens. He's very clear to point that out. And that's exactly what they are. Okay, so, but... What is the actual the definition of androgyny? I should have looked this up. I don't like, know. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> this is a highly researched and um, oh, cultivated, hold on. not technical, cultivated. Oh, technical Tina is Ooh, showing us androgyny. Definition of androgyny: the quality or state being neither specifically feminine or masculine. The combination of feminine and masculine characteristics. The quality or state of being androgynous. Yeah, so my, that so, works. So my problem with androgyny, though. Is that that's not what they are? Okay, so they're they're gender neutral, which is different than because androgyny well, is predicated on the fact that there are two genders. Yeah, you can't be androgynous if there aren't two genders. Well, you can be androgynous to another species. Yeah, I, but so this is this is the thing. This episode is really great, but there's a number of little instances where they conflate the gender issue at the core of this episode. Yeah, with other things. Yes, with sexual identity politics. Yeah, they merge a bunch of stuff together. For the sure. interest of time, you're going to have to throw some stuff together. But yes, they, they but conflate like, a lot of different there's things. There's some like slip-ups like that, of like calling them androgynous. They're not really androgynous. Well, it's for the sake of, of the human viewers, for sure. But like that's, yeah. they're not actually. And if they were, if we were all venturing out into space and had encountered more than one genderless race of people, we would not be calling them androgynous. Because that comes from such a like human gender binary yeah i mean lizards point are, of view li to us lizards are androgynous but you don't call liz lizards exactly. androgynous yeah but anyways so the janai are uh a single single gendered race or they just don't even have a gender like it's it's unclear. they're just a race they're just a race they're just a race they don't um, have gender spl and splits specifically though they evolved they're, the way that they describe it is that they evolved from a gender binary race yep. to a higher form, yes. to be higher beings. And yep. part of that was no longer having the gender binary. Yep. But it went too far. And now anyone who wants to present more female or male is... is is mind like wiped. hunted down and destroyed. Yeah, is mind wiped. Um, because they think that it's really primitive. Which then Riker mm. has a really smooth comment when that's explained to him, where he's like, "There's a lot to be said for an experience that is primitive." Yeah, because Riker's a suave motherfucker, and that's like that. If that's not a let sex right now land, then I don't know what is. So I, so I will say though, the thing it was a lovely episode. Riker is very uh, does a great job of acting, and also is very thoughtful and accepting yep but there was no sexual tension <laughs> no <laughs> there's a couple of things where they were like all right we've got this race of people and there's there's no gender difference and so apparently that just means that they all have really short hair and wear like formless shapeless this boxy voice. suits yeah. and then also, that they have very little of like emotive inflection. In yeah, the way they're they very speak. flat. They have a very flat affect, which is strange. It's a strange choice, <laughs> but it also does not lend itself to like a ton of sexual. No, it's it, the, the the flirtatiousness is uh, not particularly pronounced. No, but, but Riker does a great job of. They, they both he sells it. Both both actors they sell, sell it, it, but yeah. they sell it as much as they can. But anyhow, we're jumping so. Yes, they're all there to find this shuttle, 
And Riker is assigned to one of the Janai Soren, who's a pilot, and the two of them are going to go. They fire a probe off into null space, and uh, it doesn't come out. That's when they start to hypothesize this theory. And for some reason, Riker has a lot of qualities, but I did not previously know that he would be chosen to hypothesize an interspatial theory instead of, let's say, Geordi. Or oh, yeah, data, no. for instance. No, There's no real no, reason no. why he's oh, the one that oh, is but, coming up with this theory. Oh, but um, no, that so there is a reason. Yeah. And as Riker points out, when uh, Soren says, "I'm a good pilot," Riker yep. says, "I happen to be a good pilot too, and I know my way around a of, Starfleet shuttle." <laughs> oh, of course. When they decide no, they I have just, to fly in to see Null Space, but I just they loved. Come, I yeah. loved the like, like. There was a lot of innuendo in there. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Riker's the king of innuendo. I know my in way, way around, around the shuttle. shuttle. Yeah, I know. I know every button to push. I know where all the systems are. Yeah, but, no, it, he shouldn't. He, yeah, would, no, he's he not shouldn't the be right the one choice. coming up with a NASA like with a, a spatial theory. That's no. not the one who should be doing. It. But anyways, whatever. Fine. Riker's also a scientist. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that they all are. They all are to a greater or lesser extent. Yeah, but. If you had to pick the specialist in such a field, Riker wouldn't be your first choice. But if you had to pick the specialist List in the field, field of, of picking up anyone. And pick, yeah, literally anyone. Picking up anyone and docking a space shuttle wherever he likes, Riker. then Riker is number no. one. You are correct. While still being really respectful and uh, and uh, compassionate. Of course, because as we've discussed before, Riker yeah. is a uh, model of a And And I'm, I'm so excited to talk about the little scene between him and Troy. But that's yeah. very at the end, so we'll, yeah. we'll save it. Himself and Soren, they go out for dinner afterwards, and they start laying down the flirting almost instantaneously. Yeah. There's a lot of flirting going on. But but flirting more in the, like, tell me about your reproductive organs. Okay, well, that comes after, <laughs> but that's a truly amazing line. <laughs> that she just, yeah. Like it's, it's, like, it's flirting only <sighs> in, like, she asks lots of very uh, pointed, pointed and personal questions. questions. Yep. Because... Well, and we're we're using she because it was unclear whether like that's the way that she would refer to herself. I think it was because she it was presents... she does she said I'm the one that when she describes some people feel more male characters, some feel more female. But, I am of the latter. But I've... the thing that was missing though yep. is that from that moment on, Riker starts using the she pronoun. Yep. She never said that though. Like Soren never says I use she. You know. No, so but also never like, objects to it either. No. So this is why I'm. We're gonna yeah. go ahead and call Soren she. Yeah. Um. But there is there is actually a really interesting conversation. Which, again, when was this episode filmed? Like in the late nineties? No, early nineties. Sorry. Right. 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 It was late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. So early nineties. Yep. They have Riker having a conversation where he says. I have been spending the last few days trying to construct my sentences to not use a pronoun. Like, yeah. how do you guys do it? And Soren explains they just have a they neutral don't. pronoun. Yeah, but it's untranslatable. But they have this whole conversation about pronoun use in the yeah. fucking early 90s. Yeah. There are people today that are, Jordan Peterson, losing yeah. their shit about yeah. this again, whole issue. Again, here, here's another example. If Riker can do it, gentlemen, then so can you. All right? Yeah. Fucking deal with it. I will say, though, English is not the best language for constructing sentences without gender-based pronouns. No, it's not. There's not many languages out there that are good for no, that. No but there Latin. Are, there are some. Yeah, no Latin languages are particularly good no. at it. Um, but I think, though, when you get into, like, German and Russian and I think the, like, Nordic languages, I think some of them have at least, like, neutral 
like there's masculine, feminine, and neutral yes. um, genders. So I think like I I don't know about specific, but I know that there's there's I'm forgetting which. There is one where either they've like all accepted that they're going to use this gender neutral pronoun or like it existed. And so like that's the commonplace usage. But there are some languages out there. Yeah, oh, definitely. There definitely are. And that's that's it this week in uh, language corner. There you go. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. <laughs> but I have a question, though, about this whole thing. Why are they speaking in English if it's so clunky? And are, like this is <laughs> it's the time for the same reason every intergalactic civilization <laughs> no, speaks know, in English. But, but like this is one of the only times where they start actually identifying the fact that they speak different languages, but we're, we're hearing them speak in English. Yeah. I don't remember how Star Trek explains why this. Do they have like a, they never, a universal translator? They never do. Because my thing is. They must. Are they both just speaking their own language and then like there's like a chip in their brain that's telling them like translating real time? I don't know. Star Trek is one of the things that they never get into how that is a thing. They right. never they never do. For instance, one of my favorite TNG episodes of all time, Darmok, right? Mm-hmm. With the aliens that only speak in metaphor. Mm. How are they speaking in metaphor in a different language? It doesn't make any sense. It's an awesome episode, but yeah. if you truly think about it, you're like, wait a minute. There's no fucking way that would work. No. Like, so anyhow, right. it's just one. It's one of those few times where they're just like, look, we got to hand wave this away because otherwise the whole thing just falls apart. Sure. But it's also one of the few times where like they kind of uh, directly confront the language barrier. Yeah. I, I, I was thrown by that and I was like, if that language is better for expressing this in gender neutral pronouns, use that language. Like you don't have to speak in English. Like, or just use that word. Or do you use that word? Yeah. She said there's a word that doesn't translate, so why don't you just say the fucking word yeah. then? Just be like, yeah, in my language, it's... And sure, it's awkward to say, but just say it. Why yeah. not? English has a long history of stealing words from other languages. Yeah, that's what we're great at. Yeah. That's why it is like such a universal language. You just steal... Yeah, it's like, hey, that word works. We'll use that. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Hope you weren't... Hope you didn't mind. We're yeah. going to be using that now. But we're, we're going to pronounce it terribly. Yeah, ridiculously We're going to steal terrible. it, and then we're going to butcher the pronunciation. Yeah. And then we're going to tell you that's the right pronunciation. Welcome to Long Gale. We're great. And that's another language corner. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Moving on. So I feel like let's just because all of my notes are just a, a series of quotes. <laughs> yeah, because they're great. I like the first really flirty thing where I also is it that we prefer to stay warm by sleeping with a friend. Correct. Not to procreate. Though? Yeah, yeah, not to procreate. But it, well, no, not that. It's, I, uh, it's I just I just want to point out yeah. my note is that quote followed by lol. Excellent. Well, you know, what I like about that is how she says it and the look Riker gives her where she says that and Riker's like, oh. He's he's already picking it up. He's like, I think I know where this is going. I did not know that Riker grew up in Alaska. We've had this conversation before. Have we? I think so. Or I've had... No, I for sure... We've had this conversation because I thought he was Canadian. Yeah. But we looked it up. And he was... Yes. He's not Canadian. But he's he's from Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. So similar. Congratulations, Alaska. Yeah. Good job. You got... Riker's a great uh, guy. You got William... On your uh, on and your apparently list. he eats pea soup to stay warm. Split pea soup, which means he should be from French Canada. But anyways, let's not split hairs there. Well, he he has the same level of French accent as our British speaking French Captain Picard. Okay, <laughs> yes, but you know what? The more I've met people from other parts of the world who speak English, the more I'm totally okay with that. I met a woman from Austria 
who had a hundred percent Australian accent because she learned English yeah. in Australia. So, so a French person's gonna go right. to England learn we're, impeccable we're just, English. We're just going to just I'm just gonna go full language yeah. nerd on you. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um so fun fact, listeners, yeah. I've taught English in a couple different places. So I've encountered many people learning languages. What I will tell you is Anyone who goes to another country yep. and spends a bunch of years there and learns the language there is going to speak that language in that accent. Yep. For example, when I learned Spanish, there's some great stories with that fun fact that I knew French before being a Canadian. Yep. And then when I would speak to people in Spanish, they'd be like, oh, you're from Quebec? Because <laughs> I had a French accent in Spanish, <laughs> which is great. But no, and then I would go, I went to Spain and they all commented on how I spoke like Latin American or like Central American Spanish. Yep. But... If you are learning French people in France, learning English are not going to pick up the accent nearly yeah, as much. Of course, but it's going to be so much subtler, and they're not when when English speakers hear them speaking, it's not going to sound like a British person. So unless Jean Luc was born in France and then immediately moved to England, and that's where he did all of his education. Well, do we not know anywhere where he did his education? Do the we other thing, he, though, is that people yeah. pick up accents more when they're young than when they're adults. So yeah. as an adult, if you go and live in another country, it's it's a lot less likely that you're going to... Some people do it. Some people do it to be obnoxious. <laughs> yes. And some people, like, can't help it because they're just more um, prone to mimicry or, like, you know... My mother is terrible for that. We'll go to the south and she'll start speaking with a southern accent. It's like you have to stop doing that. It sounds like you're making fun of everyone you talk to. But for some people, though, they can't help it. That is just something. But so, yes, he could. There could be a a way that that backstory makes sense. Yeah. But if he was in France and he learned English, even if all of his teachers were British, he would have to be so fully immersed for him to take on that accent. So here's why I think he was. Because in the episodes, in the final episodes, where he goes back and sees his brother, his brother has a French accent, but he does not. So I think that he went and was shipped out. And, and they're also not close at all. They, 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 they so were Picard not close at all. So Picard was kid? the one who was shipped off somewhere, mm. possibly. And that's part of also why him and his brother are not close. And various various things of that nature. I love the level, the de- the depth that you are willing to go in this <laughs> fictional backstory yeah, to explain right. the fact that they just cast a British character <laughs> and said he was from France, <laughs> or a British actor. Fun fact about France: they're the only country that their air traffic controllers don't speak English. Of course, of of course they are. <laughs> Which I found kind of funny. Of course they are. France, we love you though. Good this job, is, France. This isn't. We're not. There's no no hate. We love you. Be proud of who you are. Say your flight patterns in French. Oui, bien, bien fait, France. Bien fait. Are you going to pretend to be an air traffic controller in French? Hey, bonjour. Uh, oui, François 36, tu peux faire sur le niveau 3. Oui, s'il vous plaît, viens ici. Non, 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 34. Arrête, arrête, arrête. On attend un autre 5 minutes. Le, le. That's my I Québécois <laughs> air traffic say, controller. I, I can't do a France-French accent. <laughs> Anyway, you know, of all the places I expected this episode to go, I did not expect it to descend down to a massive language rabbit hole. But there we go. Do you not? I'm a, I'm a huge language nerd. Of yeah. course I was going to go here. All right. So Soren drops the week before to stay warm by sleeping with a friend. friend. Yep. Oh, yeah. So my next note is something that is a super nitpicky, but there's that whole discussion that uh, Soren and Riker have where Soren is asking Riker... It starts off, I believe, 
uh, with her asking, what do you find attractive in a lady? Yep. And then the conversation broadens and he's just describing what men in general find attractive. Yep. And it is only in a hetero context. He is only describing what type of woman men like. Well, that's the question she asked him. But the conversation evolves to it's it's just like a weird oversight in a com- in a episode so focused on gender identity and also at the times conflating sexual identity, sexual orientation issues. It was a weird thing because he yes, she asks him personally, yep. but he broadens to be like, well, some men like this and some men like this. Well, no, she, and- a- she but she asked him that, too. She's like, but do all men like the type of women that you like? And he goes, no. They like different stuff. She always focuses the conversation on what do men like in women because that's what she's interested in. No, I know. I know. And this is why it's super nitpicky. But it would have been very easy and in keeping with the way that they were treating these issues in this episode for Mm. them to throw in a comment of, and some men like men. Yeah. Because it it just, it did get that broad. And it was like, it was jarring enough that I, I noticed it. Anyways, there's also the whole thing about yeah, there was a little bit of conflation between sexual orientation and gender identity. Yes. Which is not the same. Yes, but that's sort of, that's what they've conflated basically for the entire episode. Yeah. Speaking After that conversation, though, the first signs of problems arise because her supervisor. I don't know. I don't, it was, I wasn't clear on what the, the hierarchy, hierarchy was. was. But someone shows up and immediately is like. And then for the, rest, for the rest of the episode until the climax. They're just a fucking it's, creeper. It's just a creeper doing side eye, essentially. Yeah. Just being like. Mm. Just being super creepy. Yeah. Uh, so we know that someone's watching. Yeah. Someone's watching. We also get the wonderful, just in terms of what are men like, what are women like. Oh, I didn't give Riker credit and the writers who wrote the lines. Yeah. Their description of what is the difference between men and women was actually handled very well. Yeah. It was because they go through physical differences. Physical differences, which are obvious. But at the same time, though, are clear that that doesn't mean... Like anything in terms of which one is better no, well, or... And when she asks what are emotional differences, he's like, well, I can't answer that question because there's way too many thoughts It would on take that. a lifetime yeah, to... Yeah, there's way yeah. too many thoughts on the issue in all sorts of directions that we just can't do. Yeah. And then... She goes eventually and has a conversation with the doctor. Yeah, and has she a gets great and has a great conversation where she says women apply color. <laughs> yeah, well, she. It's a long story short. They go in. They clip the side of the null zone, which cuts off one of their engines. They fly after she asks him about his sexual organs, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and Riker sort of deflects the question somewhat. And also, how do you mate? Yeah, how do you mate? Yeah, yeah. And we discover that they mate by impregnating husks. And then. He- Riker says that doesn't sound that yeah, fun. That doesn't and she, sound... she was like, well, the lead up is great. Yeah, the lead up is great. It's a lot of fun. And also that's where she says, well, we evolved. You know, it's a more primitive and Riker drops that. And, and less risky. And yeah. she says less risky and less painful. Well, yeah. And he says, yeah. Which is true. It's that's... 100% true. They're not wrong. Listen, I think if women could have the baby outside their body, a lot of women would be happy to not push that through their vagina. Yeah. 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 I'd be willing to accept that hypothesis. I think I think that's something we could all agree on. So, but she gets knocked out. So she husks goes to see for the everyone. Yeah, husks. You know, that's the future. <laughs> she gets knocked out. Goes to see the doctor, and yeah, has a conversation with. That's, that's going to be the title of this episode. Husks for everyone. Yes, husks for everyone. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. We already know the title. 
And yeah, as it's like you apply, you apply color. What's funny is Crusher doesn't immediately catch on to what she's talking I about. I wouldn't either, though. Really? Yeah. The way that the way that she presented it, I was like, "What are you? What are you talking about?" Yeah. And it's like, "Oh, you applied to this, that, and the other." <laughs> but Crusher's I loved like, though the doctor's uh, Crusher's explanation of how men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. Go, go for it. <laughs> she essentially says men try to pretend that they aren't doing anything to be attractive yeah. when they really care. Like it's the most important thing. Yes. <laughs> Whereas women put on color. I'm not going to disagree with that. <laughs> men are all about the uh I woke up like this. Is that their mantra for attractiveness? <laughs> most of us had did wake up like this. Sure. But I I love it was it was It was a great it was a great way of describing it. Yeah. Yeah, which just, is probably accurate. Yeah. To and be it, fair to men though, women can put on all this stuff to accentuate things yeah and no one will give them a second look no it's getting better now but there aren't the same kinds of products no. for men they don't have the same options there are plenty of men that wear makeup and that's great that people are not awful human beings anymore <laughs> to those people but for a very long time and even though that makeup i don't believe that there's makeup made for men no it's just no there isn't makeup that was originally designed for women that people that both i mean i don't anyone is using yeah although makeup doesn't have to be i don't think specific, there needs but, to be, i don't think there's probably would be any essential difference between the two no sure but we live in a terrible capitalistic society could, and i would assume maybe, that at some point some company in the same way that they make like uh pink colored things and charge you a couple bucks more and say yeah. that it's for women i'm just shocked that they haven't been like this is like the same concealer is for women but now it's for men and we they can should charge come you up more. with like men specific products like beard spray like oh, beard they have shine. so no, no, no. But oh, like, but like more particular, like, like, like a glitter. shine, like a glitter. Ooh. You know, like I something think you we could just put came on up with fancy. a billion dollar <laughs> business yeah, idea. Beard glitter, hell yeah. No, I know there's <laughs> the a million and one man's beard glitter. I know there's a million and one products to put in your beard, but uh, there's and nothing then, specific oh, for. I have a terrible joke and a terrible add-on. To Go. This. So it can be the Rocket Man's beard glitter. Yeah. And then the Tribbles. Ball glitter. Ball glitter, yes. For your furry balls. For your balls. When you, a, do you want your furry balls to look like disco I balls? I don't think well. you want your balls to stand out in any situation whatsoever. I think some people might. Really? Don't don't judge people. I'm not judging. Don't. I'm just going. Here, we're we're playing the. You got to say that you think women don't probably don't want to have women. As a man, I'm willing to say most guys are probably not trying to accentuate their balls in any way, shape, or but form. Wouldn't it be great though if like you're hooking up with someone, yeah. pants come down, and it's just two disco balls. I would be put off for sure, but yeah. then I would have so many questions, and I would love that someone had done that. Okay, well, good. There you go, gentlemen. <laughs> now you know. If you ever want to get with a round pink furry <laughs> ball, I mean, it makes sense that I'm attracted to it. Does yeah, in fact, it all comes full circle. Now. So, folks, this will be our last episode. We're gonna go into business. This, we're gonna make ball glitter, <laughs> hair glitter. Look out for it in a <laughs> cosmetic store near you. Uh. Okay. I'm see now I'm just envisioning that yours would be coming like the the container would be a rocket. Oh god, you mean my cosmetics. Thank god. For a second. I, for just a second I was like you're about to talk about my balls, aren't you? And I'm so glad that's not what happened. Listen, I can see how you got there. <laughs> yeah, no, just like the applicator for your beard yep. glitter. 
would be just a, like a rocket engine. A rocket. Yeah, that would yeah. be awesome. And then um, ball glitter would just be like a <laughs> like a ball that you puff. Just like <laughs> it'd be shaped like one of those old school no, yeah. shuttle reentry. Oh, things. I was gonna say old school like perfume bottles where there's like a big squishy ball that you go. <laughs> yes, actually, that would be that would be great. <laughs> and then we can sell them together. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, we're gonna move on off this subject. Um. We cut from Crusher. Crusher has a brief interlude where Worf is just a dick. <laughs> Did you see my note where it just mm. says Worf is a dick? No, but Worf's a dick. He's a dick, yeah. And it, I, it kind of everyone mostly he's like he's like your racist uncle, yeah. where everyone's like, let's Can't just play really poker. Worf. Yeah, Worf's just like hey, they bother me. They're not true. But Worf <laughs> redeems himself. Well, of course at the he end does, because in the end, Worf's a bro in the classic sense of the term. So, like, he's a bit weird with women, but then it's like, my buddy's in danger. I will slaughter aliens with you, my friend. No problem. Yeah. Like, yeah, Worf's yeah. just a dick in that part. He's my just next, like... My next note that I'm seeing is Soren is adorable, but also boring. I mean, yeah. yeah. Super boring. <clears throat> yeah. They just don't say anything. My, my planet is beautiful. We have many plants. <laughs> Is yeah. a direct quote from what she says. Yeah, we have many. We have we have. Many. Yeah. yeah, so they they succeed. They they rescue. Right. They go in. They rescue the two people in the shuttle. They get out. I'm really R- jumping around. Sorry. Yeah, Riker <laughs> does some daring shit. Soren's like the shuttle will explode. He's like fuck it, I don't care. They get out. Great, thank you dinner on the planet. They go down. Soren is boring. Uh, <laughs> they go off into the trees and, and to uh, look at the plants. To look at the plants. The many plants. Yep, and then uh, get it on. They kiss. They kiss, and it fades to black, literally in this literally. case. So it's a very long face smushy kiss. Yeah, it's pretty where you involved. Zoom in. It's pretty involved. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back, and I think that is when Riker and Troy have their conversation. Yes. 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 So Troy, for some reason, is unpacking a box of things that a she box had. of fucking children's toys <laughs> for, and photos of people she may or may not know that was like stored on Earth for yeah. a while that no one in her family knew. But I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing for them to be having her doing. Just like why? What are you doing? She could just have been sitting there. Yeah. I think maybe it was to show the like feminine toys, like children's toys. Maybe she holds like a a doll. Yeah. Like I. That's the only thing that I could see. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> for an episode that does really great things early on with setting up the scene, like there's a scene where Soren and Riker are talking in the cafeteria, whatever, yeah. and they're kind of apart at the table, and directly between them in the background is a man and woman couple, yeah. like yeah. canoodling. Yeah. And it set up very well. So then for them to have this weird scene where Troy's unpacking a box of just like random toys. I would assume there's a reason, but it was not clear. It was not. It was missed by us. Yeah. So Riker comes in, and he's essentially there to say, I've met someone. Yep. Soren is very important to me. Yep. But I, I felt like I should tell you. Yep. And Troy says, thank you. Yeah. We'll always be friends. Relationships are constantly evolving. You'll always be very important to me. And then they kiss. And I, it was just like a... Yeah. Very mature walk in but it was also like a really lovely i i i mean i don't know the context of where this sits in the series of whether they're currently together i'm unsure as well but it's late enough in the seasons that they probably are or have been together they definitely have been before this five so yeah I don't know they definitely they... have been yeah absolutely well, I mean, they have been from the first episode. Yeah, so. but I think they have been again, okay. like, over the course of the series. But it was just a really... It was unclear whether they were currently together. And it was... 
a really lovely example of relationships that are not being constrained by strict boundaries or strict like monogamy or their conversation uses the language of friends, but they're not like that conversation is not between friends. No, it was not a friend conversation. Yeah. I don't, I don't kiss my friends on the mouth when I leave. No. I mean, not all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Technical Tina, Connor and I just, we like to do a three way awkward peck (laughs) to close out the show. Yeah. It's weird because of the beard too. Well, and the, and then there's like pink fur in the beard and it's just, it's, Yeah. Yeah. I, I was about to say something. I was going to make a vibrating joke, but I didn't. I was going to make a getting caught in technical Tina's face piercings joke. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> she likes to twist knobs and have metal in her face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait. they have a lovely conversation. But then, <laughs> basically, Soren gets out. Uh, she, she has specified that she, unlike most of her friends, is... F- presenting like female she feels female she's essentially the equivalent of a transgender person in yes. their society yeah and exactly and that well it, it, she is a transgender person but the difference being that it's not going from male to female, female it's going, going from, from nothing, nothing to one of one or two of the others and she and there are there are many there are many like people this. like her in their society some who present male some, some who feel male some who feel female but that they are rounded up and she, well, they can't. The they she, can't talk about it, it, and then if they get caught, they get, they get neuro, sent somewhere, and it's um, neuro, neurotectic, neurotectic reprogramming or some shit like that. Yeah, doesn't um, sound good. Which sounds like uh, the the de-gaying camp, pray your gay and, away camp, but, but also but, combined with like electroshock therapy. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what the writers are going for with their implication. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. is that yeah, yeah. And so Soren gets found out. She, they, they, they caught the fucking creeper creeps on them some more. Well, it isn't clear when exactly. Cause you don't see when Riker and Soren are kissing, you don't see anyone, but what happens no, is but Riker when they goes... leave to go and do that, the yeah. creeper appears in the background and is still creeping on them. Um, but Riker, so Riker goes to see Soren after his conversation with Troy to, yep. I think, go to profess his feelings yep. and Soren is no longer there. Yep. Soren is gone. And it's the one of the the supervisor who's waiting the in the, cre- the Yeah, creeper. the creeper's waiting in the quarters and, and it's like we Riker know what you've been up to. Told like she's been taken, taken into custody. Yep. And, and Riker's like fuck that noise and heads down to the planet. To interrupt like, essentially like a court case? Yeah, essentially a court case. She's like, Where, you know, you are on trial for, for They say she's on trial. She's on trial for being not different. being gender neutral. Yep. And then she has a really moving monologue yeah Soren breaks does. out an epic basically because like, Riker tries to save her by saying I did I I insisted I pursued yep and Soren says no I don't want to lie anymore yeah I, I this is who I am has a really great great you know a classic sort of like a classic speech of you know we don't hurt anybody we do nothing different. We love like, like you. We love, love like you. We do everything different. We worry about and the yet, future like you do. What you do is you hunt us down and like. And what right do you have? Yeah. Bust all that out. And the, you know, it's an excellent speech. It's a great speech. It's a great speech. And the magistrate judge person is hilariously unmoved by it. <laughs> Thank you so much for admitting it. Now we'll, we'll take you away. Yeah. Now we'll take you away. And Riker's like, no, 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 no. That's not cool. Riker they, gets sent back to the spaceship ship. or to the Enterprise. Yep. Because. And then he plans. He goes to see Picard. Picard's like, you know, Will, you can't give up your career. 
you like for this like the prime directive is very clear which and i can't i can't i can't give you the i can't give you the go ahead to do something so you know don't do something you definitely shouldn't do something and you're yeah. like all right picard you know i get you and, and Worf comes in and says a, f- a warrior doesn't let a friend face danger Yeah, Worf alone. bros out. Worf shows up, basically tells Riker, it's like, I know what you're planning and uh, I'm going to come and help you. Like, that's, you know, you're not, you don't go and do this kind of thing alone, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Good for Worf. And they go down to try and rescue her. And they do. They do. They do rescue Soren. Yep. But Soren is, has already undergone treatment. And... Apparently, so... Right, the, treatment is the wrong word. Yeah. Has the, already... But the intense takeaway from this is how apparently incredibly effective it is mm-hmm. because Riker says you can come to the enterprise like like you can you know I'll take you away and Soren says why would I want why that? would I want to do that why I would was, I want to go back to who I was yeah I was sick and now I'm cured and now I'm better and I can't I, I don't understand why I would ever have done what I did in terms of kissing Riker yeah um, and then we have a really kind of heart-wrenching end to the episode where Riker realizes that Soren is gone yep or the Soren that he, he knew is gone. Knew is gone. He goes back to the Enterprise. He walks onto the bridge. Yep. Picard gives him a look and Picard says... Picard gives him the subtle is like, you know, they're asking us... Is our business done? Yeah, they're asking us to go do something. Can we go? Or And, and Riker Riker's says, like, yeah. yes. And then there's just an intense close-up on his face where you can just see his heart break a little bit. Yep. And that's the end of the episode. Like I said, it's a beautifully written... Yeah, her speech is great. The yeah. speech is fantastic. What's interesting is I was I was looking into it because I was just curious about who the writer was, whether they had someone in the writer, like whether the writer mm. was um, in the LGBTQI yep. community. It doesn't seem to be. It was written by a woman, though, which doesn't really surprise me no. that much. No. But there wasn't much online except for the fact that she was married to two people with male sounding names so i'm assuming probably not probably not but who knows yeah i i don't want to put that on her but it, there was no statistically like statistically probably not yeah but i noticed that there was apparently the reaction to this from the lgbtq community at the time was not there were people that had issues with it and they had issues with the fact that they thought the conversion therapy was not vilified enough i think and that they didn't go deep enough into it and and i i was reading it and i just did not understand that because when i watched this episode it was very clear the fear on her face when they're going to do this is very very clear but nothing about how that plays out makes that treatment sound rational or good or justified. No, just because brainwashing is effective does not make it good. No, and th- these people are not... No one in that courtroom, none, none of the Janai, are made to be sympathetic. Not at all. Quite the opposite. Yeah. Quite so the opposite. It was just an interesting thing. I, I mean, uh, I didn't read too much into it, but it was an interesting thing to come across. Uh, I would have thought the reception to it would have been pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't um, see... I don't see that, like... like Maybe they're saying, you know, Picard should have been like, this is ridiculous and this that, and the other. But they've established this before, that they're very intense on their non And Riker did a better job than fucking Archer. Yeah, he did. In the Absolutely. There's a, and, and, and when we talked about the Archer episode, this is my problem with Archer, is Archer did a black and white, like, we can't do this. And Picard, with all the subtlety that Patrick Stewart can convey in a scene, yeah. was like, I can't do this. Yeah. 
And I'm not putting any judgment statement on it. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm going to get back to, I think the, the primary difference between the two of them there is that the Federation doesn't even exist. In Archer's time, as he said, they're talking about a technologically and like militarily and physically more powerful species. The Janai are not than the Federation. Mm-hmm. So it's a different, it's a slightly different context in which they're interacting with. It's not inferiors telling superior, like in terms of just what could be the consequences of ramifications of what will happen to you. But there's a difference between there. There's a way that you could have played that off where you say you convey the fact that the consequences are more dire, but Archer comes down hard. Like we can't do anything. And I'm also not going to say like, I'm not even going to hint at the fact that I understand yeah. that this could be construed as not the greatest. Yeah, Picard, Picard does. Yeah, he doesn't drop any. Yeah. And I, I, I understand your point of view, but I just, it was handled so much better. Yes. And again, Worf, despite being a dick about ladies and things, clearly is on the side of, no, this is nonsense. Well, Let's go the, rescue her. This is the thing about that we keep seeing when we do TNG episodes is yeah. that Riker has some times where he doesn't seem the greatest, yeah. but... There's also times when he's the best. Like, it's yeah. a real big swing. But even with Worf, who kind of consistently is a bit of a dick, yeah, he does do these things where he uh, redeems himself or he shows that even though he has these really rigid conservative views, yeah. he also has the ability to see people as human. Yeah. And he's friends with people that aren't as conservative. And he like and he's willing sh- to go along with their judgment choices on things. Yeah. If they and say that we're going to go and- down and save this person, that's exactly what we're going to do. Because there's nothing wrong with having a different viewpoint. You just yeah. can't be putting that shit on other people. Yes. Which Worf doesn't really do, except for when he's being a little bratty with Dex. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then Dax tells him off. Yeah, Dax and he just great. puts him in his place. <laughs> I I haven't watched this. This is the first time that I watched this episode. Yeah, and it was great. Yeah, it's a good one. It's, it's a, a very really good it's one. very good one. Very yeah. well written. Yeah. Well, I believe we've uh, climaxed together, folks. We've come to the end. Um, what uh, do you have a moral of the story of the episode? I mean, there's a bunch of morals of that story. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's some obvious ones, you know conversion therapy should be excised from the face of the earth that's mm-hmm. a big one uh, i don't know there's too many Do you think you a- could use con- like um that kind of therapy on the people that want to use that on other people so that they'll forget to use it and then we could just like <laughs> kill it that's it you see i'm very much in the favor of you know like okay the prime directive but i mean you know when they it's convenient they violate that shit all the time you could be like guess what your conversion therapy is bogus like yeah. you know We'll, you know, convert, there's a time we'll convert you using your conversion therapy to realize that this yeah, is Yeah, exactly. And you shouldn't have a problem with it because conversion therapy is fine, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I would love to see there be, uh, like, a pray the gay in camp where you take all the pray the gay away people, people and, and just you just, like, help them come out of the, co- the closet. I, I would like to see that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's tough to pick just one. If I'm going to be uh, terrible and really just undermine how uh, well-written and, and thoughtful and, um, and compassionate this episode yeah. is, apparently the uh, moral of this story is to be androgynous means you need to wear shapeless clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of androgynous people that are very attractive and yep. very, like, um, uh, doing things to make their selves attractive. I don't know why they felt the need to make these androgynous people like they're 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 hiding their bodies. And I get I get why, because they wanted they don't want 
to show the shape of human bodies that yeah. kind of sometimes can show gender yeah in some cases i understand that but i did think it was kind of funny that they were like well, what do we do well let's just put them in like shapeless boxes and also yet again proof that doesn't matter what kind of species it is if you don't want interplanetary incident don't, don't pair up Riker don't with, bring Riker uh, any single scientist he knows his, of he, any type whatsoever he knows, <laughs> he knows his way around a shuttle too well yeah exactly he's gonna he's gonna come dock at your spaceport yeah. just that's what's going to happen there's gonna be some uh, there's gonna be some trading done on the docks yeah Star Trek can be kind of great every yeah. once in a while when they when they really hit something and do it well all right well I think with think that, that we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up just like you should. Always wear a rain jacket, folks. Yeah, it's raining things outside. Things get wet. So be prepared. Before you duck it, put it in a pocket. <laughs> it was tortured, but it got there in the end. Well done. <laughs> and Connor and I are just going to have a quick powwow right now or a quick yeah. meeting right now to discuss our future business plan yeah so you'll be so seeing be, be be prepared for uh glitter beard in the near future and uh, disco ball disco ball that's what it yeah that's the marketing name disco ball <laughs> you can find us uh at boldly blinking on twitter uh boldly blinking on instagram and please uh, like, rate, and subscribe us wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. Libsyn, the Apple thing. What? ITunes. Yeah, iTunes. Libsyn, iTunes. You know, wherever you get <gasps> the, your podcasts. The Apple thing. The Apple Are they thing. closing down iTunes? I've read something that they're shutting down iTunes. Anyways. Well, there you go. So maybe not forever. Get it while you can. If you're listening to this five years in the future, maybe iTunes doesn't exist anymore. Who knows? Maybe. Also, hi from the past. Yeah. Hopefully you're not listening to this on some, like, tape on a destroyed car, like, desperately hunting people down for their water. But, but if you are, I hope this brings you a little joy yeah, in your exactly. desperate fight for survival. And with that, we'll let you go. This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production. Pew, pew.